In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. The Lord Jesus Christ healed a man who was possessed with a demon. And after he healed this person, they said that he cast out the demon by the ruler of the demons. So the Lord Jesus Christ responded to them objectively, without losing his peace, without getting angry. But he told them, if the demon is turned against his own kingdom, then how his kingdom will stand? Any kingdom that is divided against itself will be brought into desolation. And any uh, house divided against itself will also be brought into desolation. So if, if a, a demon cast out demon, how the kingdom of Satan will be established? So that is the first argument. The second argument, many of the Jewish people also had the gift of exorcism. They were able to cast out demons. So the Lord said, if the ruler of the demon is with me, then your children, the Jewish exorcists, how they cast out demons, because the ruler of the demons is with me, but your, your sons, your children, who are exorcists, they don't have the ruler of the demon. Then how they cast out demons. Then the Lord, because he said he has an unclean spirit, the Lord said, surely I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the sons of men. And whatever blasphemies they may utter, but he who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, never has forgiveness, but is subject to eternal condemnation. Many people ask why the Lord said, even if you blaspheme against the Son of Man, you will be forgiven. But if you blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, you will not be forgiven. We know that God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are one. So why, although the Son and the Holy Spirit are one and equal in essence and equal in honor and in glory, why if I blaspheme or if a person blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, but if he blasphemes against the Son, it can be forgiven. This actually has to do with the work of each hypostasis. Has nothing to do with the dignity or honor or essence or deity of this hypostasis. But it has to do with the work of the hypostasis. We know that the work of the Holy Spirit is different. <coughs> many, many dimensions in our life. 
the first thing the Holy Spirit actually lead us to believe in the divinity of Christ. As we read, no one can say that Jesus is God except by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit leads the person to uh, believe in the divinity of Christ. The Holy Spirit prepare the ears of the listeners and the heart of the listener to receive the word of God and pierce their heart in order to admit and to confess the divinity of Christ. We read several times in the book of uh, book of, uh, of Acts that when they heard, they actually will pierce it into their hearts. So the Holy Spirit pierced them into their heart to make them believe. Number two, the Holy Spirit leads us in repentance. He convicts us, as the Lord Jesus Christ said, the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit comes, will convict the world on sin, on righteousness, and on judgment. So when I commit a sin, the Holy Spirit rebukes me in order to bring me to repentance. When actually uh, there is opportunity to do something good and I turn a blind eye, the Holy Spirit rebukes me to do this righteous act. And the Holy Spirit reminds me of the judgment. So the Holy Spirit works all the time to lead me to repentance. Also, number three, the Holy Spirit sanctifies the person. How sanctify the person? In the water of baptism, we are born again from the water and spirit. Born again means the old man dies in the water of baptism, and now I am a new person. Now I am a new person in Jesus Christ. The corrupted nature is done with, is gone completely. And all my sins are forgiven by the work of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, number one in, in baptism, makes the old man dies, and now I am new creation in Jesus Christ. Then in the sacrament of chrismation and confession, the Holy Spirit sanctify. Sanctify means consecrate every single organ in my body to Christ, to God. Dedicate my eyes dedicated to God, my ears dedicated to God. Then the Holy Spirit actually, when I commit sin after my baptism and chrismation, through repentance, the Holy Spirit forgives my sins in confession. So the righteousness of Christ that I received in baptism will continue to be renewed in my life 
through repentance and confession. And in communion, the Holy Spirit unites me with Christ. I abide in Christ and Christ abides in me. So sanctification means to be a holy and a sanctified vessel for God. Of course, the Holy Spirit has other works like comfort, like teaching, so many other words. But enough what I mentioned to explain my point. We are speaking about why if I blaspheme or a person blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. But why if he blasphemes against the Son, it will be forgiven? Although the Son and the Holy Spirit are equal in dignity, in honor, in essence, everything. And as I told you, it has to do with the function. So that is the work of the Holy Spirit in me. So what the word blasphemy means? Blasphemy means I say the Holy Spirit is not God. Not only not God, unclean spirit. And I, I don't listen to the Holy Spirit. They said here about the Lord Jesus Christ, he has unclean spirit. And this is what triggered the Lord Jesus Christ to tell them, all sins will be forgiven the sons of men and whatever blasphemies they may utter. But he who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is subject to eternal condemnation. So, uh, The Holy Spirit works in sanctifying, in leading me to repentance, and in leading me to believe in the divinity of Christ. So if some person actually blasphemed against the Son of God, the Holy Spirit, number one, will rebuke this person for this sin. Then, he will reveal to this person the divinity of Christ, the truthfulness of the divinity of Christ. So this person will repent and believe in Christ and become Christian. Then he will be sanctified through the sacraments of the church. And this happened like with Arianus, who was a persecutor of the church of God. This happened with St. Paul, who was a persecutor uh, to the Church of God. But if a person blasphemes against the Holy Spirit, means resisting the work of the Holy Spirit, not listening to the work of the Holy Spirit, so when the Holy Spirit convict and rebuke him, he shuns the Holy Spirit. He doesn't listen to the Holy Spirit. Then, how the Holy Spirit will work in him to sanctify him and lead him to repentance and lead him to believe. And Saint Athanasius said about this uh, verse that the main sin that will prevent the person from being forgiven when he refuses to believe in the divinity of Christ. 
So blasphemy against the Holy Spirit means, according to St. Athanasius, that you're refusing to believe in the divinity of Christ, although the Holy Spirit is actually piercing your heart and moving your heart to know that Christ indeed is God. Many times, Satan, in order to make us fall in despair, he comes to your mind and tells you, you fell in this sin. The blasphemy uh, against the Holy Spirit. So there is no hope in you. Now, you committed the unforgivable sin. And I personally heard many people came to me and told me we commit the unforgivable sin. But let me tell you, if your conscience is being rebuked and if you feel that you committed something wrong and you are seeking guidance from the church, who is working all these things in your heart? Definitely this is the Holy Spirit. So now actually you are listening to the Holy Spirit. So don't falsely accuse yourself that you fell in this unforgivable sin, bless me again, is the Holy Spirit. Because since you are coming to the church asking guidance, the one who moved you to do this is the Holy Spirit. Then this thought in your mind that you blasphemed against the Holy Spirit is not from God. This thought is from Satan to make you fall in despair. So, Pope Shenouda used to say, blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is to refuse the work of the Holy Spirit in your life all the days of our life until the person dies. So that is a blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. But if at any moment, even at your last breath, like the thief on the cross, who confessed the divinity of Christ when he told him, remember me, O Lord, when you come into your kingdom. Your kingdom means he is a king. So he confessed the divinity of Christ. So as long as the person has breath and is willing to listen to the Holy Spirit, he never, we, 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 we don't call this person that he fell in the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Some people may say, okay, as long as this is the case, what is the urgency for me to repent? I'm still young, and let me just enjoy my life. And when I get older, I will consider repentance. This thought actually is a deceiving thought for two major points. Number one, nobody knows when he will depart. Every day we hear about younger children, young youth, adult, 
elder pass away. So nobody knows when he will die. But let me assume just for the sake of discussion and argument, let me assume that you know when you will die. And you have many years to come. The church fathers told us that the more the person commits a sin, the more his heart is hardened. And the repentance will be harder and harder. So if I say I will not repent now, I will repent after 20 years from today, even if you were granted these 20 years for sure, and you will live for these 20 years for sure. But living more in sin, this will make your heart is hardened more and more. One time, St. Anthony the Great was walking with his disciples, and they found little grass. And he told them, can you remove this grass? So one of his disciples was able to remove the grass. Then they walked a little bit and they found a little bush. So he told them, can you remove this bush? So one person tried by himself, he couldn't. Five or six of them came together and tried harder and harder, and they were able to dig around and to move uh, the bush. Then he saw a huge tree, and he told them, can you remove this tree? So all of them tried to their best of their ability to remove it, but they couldn't. So St. Anthony told them, the same way is sin. When the sin actually, in its birth in your heart, it's very easy to remove it and to repent with the work of the Holy Spirit. But when it grows more like a bush, it will be harder. And when it grows more and more like a tree, I'm not going to say it is impossible because everything is possible in Jesus Christ to strengthen me, but it will be very challenging to repent. It's exactly like a person who used drugs for one week or a person who used the drugs for one year, or a person who used the drug for 20, 30 years of his life. The more years he used the drugs, the more challenging to quit. So this thought that I will repent when I am old, it is a deceiving thought. Because the more you allow sin to grow in your heart, the more challenging to, for you to repent from this sin. And again, I am not saying it is impossible because the thief on the cross was able to repent. But it is more challenging. The heart is very hardened at this moment. And 
needs a total submission to the grace of God and complete denial of one's will in order to be able to repent from this sin. So that's why the Lord told them, he who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness because lack of his faith, lack of repentance, lack of sanctification, but is subject to eternal condemnation because they said has, he has an unclean spirit. So I want you to today in the divine liturgy to dedicate this divine liturgy today to pray to the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to confirm you in, in the truth and in the sound faith and doctrine. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you in the life of repentance. Ask the Holy Spirit to sanctify your heart, your mind, your thoughts, your consciences, your uh, uh, body, to sanctify all of me in order to be a holy vessel for our Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Trinity. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.